space. <laughs> I can't believe that's the first time you've done that. <laughs> the frontier between your ears. How you feel about them changing it from no man to no one of 20 years ago? You have any feelings on where no man has gone before versus where no one has gone before? Do you have any any thoughts on that at all? No, it's cool. All right. Uh, me change. neither. I was just wondering. <laughs> you know, times change. Like we've been doing this for so long. It's the first time you've ever actually done the space, the final frontier. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Spock Adjacent, ladies and gentlemen. The Michelle Mission's love letter to everything Star Trek. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. We are in the midst of reviewing season two of Star Trek Discovery. Yes. And tonight we are reviewing episode six of season two, The Sound of Thunder, directed by Douglas Arnikowski mm-hmm. and written by Bo Yun Kim and Erica Lipolt. First um, posted to CBS All Access on February 21st, 2019. Another of the signals leads Discovery to Saru's homeworld of Kaminar. Saru reunites with his priestess sister, Sarana, only to discover, excuse me, only to return to Discovery after the Bayul discover his presence. When the Bayul demand Pike surrender Saru, he refuses, but Saru gives himself up to prevent a battle. While Saru and Sarana are taken to a Bayul citadel, Tilly and Arium Using the information obtained by the sphere, learn that the Kelpians were once Kaminar's dominant species and nearly eradicated the Ba'ul 2,300 years ago. Pike then piggybacks on Ba'ul's technology and triggers Bahare and all Kelpians, causing the Ba'ul to retaliate by attempting to wipe them out. Before Discovery can stop the Ba'ul, the Red Angel appears and renders all Ba'ul technology inoperative. Sarana pledges to help her people find a peaceful, new balance with the Ba'ul, while Saru informs Pike that the Red Angel is, in fact, a humanoid wearing a highly advanced suit. And thus we have Episode 6, The Found of Thunder, of Star Trek Discovery, Season 2. I would say that this probably marks the end of what has maybe been at least two-part episode, kind of like dealing with, you know, Saru. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, maybe you would want to say three parts, because actually it was uh, episode, it was two, wasn't it two episodes ago that Saru went through the whole change. I was about to say that's two episodes ago. And then he kind of dealt with it a little bit last episode. And now this episode, it kind of like culminates in his return to his home world. Um, and it's interesting that they did this because I'm, I just discovered a new Star Trek podcast. Oh, okay. Like I needed more podcasts. I was about to say, you usually don't have enough to do so with some I, of your free time. I know. Yeah. Um, it's called Inglorious Trexperts. Okay. And it's by... Um, Mark Altman, uh, along with other people, and Mark Altman is a name that's probably known to a lot of Trek fans because he is the writer of the 50-year mission, the first 25-year oral history 
nice. of Star Trek. So, you know, he's he definitely got his um, you know, his bona fides yeah, absolutely. in the game. So, and it's interesting because I and it, the the podcast has been on for years, but I just listened to an episode from later, latter part of last year where they were kind of like revisiting Enterprise. Okay. And they had the producers of Enterprise on that show nice. talking to them about that. And they had mentioned about how they felt that in the fourth season of Enterprise, they had finally locked on to the ingredient to make the show go. Of course, you know, it's the last season. Right. But <laughs> they, had, <laughs> they had locked on in, 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 the last, in the last season. And what they had locked on to as was as opposed to doing these lo- these long um, you know serialized right. s- seasons right or necessarily standalones as is classic Trek right what they found is that they could do a series of two and three part right. episodes right you know basically just write mini movies right for the for the uh, for for the show and I think. That is a formula that the new showrunners on Discovery have locked onto for this season. Okay, and I, and when they said that, I was like, ah, you know, I can totally feel right. That's right, how right. they they're running with Discovery now, and I dig it. Okay, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and I was I I wasn't necessarily looking for you know you knew when those phalanges fell off of Saru that they mm-hmm. were going to pay some kind of dividend going forward. Right. I wasn't necessarily looking for that so quickly. Right. But it came and for the most part I was satisfied with it. Okay. Um, I like the whole idea of this episode just like the last episode kind of like opened with you in Burnham's head and her kind right. of like being like your narrator right. a, a little bit to the introduction of what's, what's happening. This episode mirrors that with Saru. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually, I, I dug it, you know. Um, I'm like, okay, I, I, I can see that. I can see the symmetry that they're going for, which right. is another way of, like, showing that these episodes are all connected. Um, again, you can't knock, can't knock the, the acting. You can't knock the, 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 the set design, the special effects. The makeup of the Kelpians were, were fantastic. Yeah. I like the whole idea that these Ba'uls who were totally shrouded in history. You heard, you, you learned that the Kelpians, you know, even though they feared them right. as, you know, because they considered themselves to be prey to this, to, to the Ba'uls, they feared them yet. They hadn't even seen them. How about that? You know, it's like, yeah. just the, it's that, that fear of the unknown, yeah. you know? Um, so I really, I really, I, I got, I just really, I really enjoyed it. I was like, you know, this is fun. This yeah. is fun trek again. Yeah. I liked it. And what I'm hoping is that a year from now or two years from now, we when we look back on this episode, I love it. Okay. Because what I'm hoping is that this seeds mm-hmm. some further developments. Right. A, unlike you, while I liked it as an episode, I thought, the the reversal of the Kelpian and Biol relationship happened really fast. Like yeah. when you consider that that the implications of what they're saying that you know basically your entire culture is getting upended. I thought that that happened really really fast, which then made me think, well, we're not finished with this story yet, right? 
also the Kelpians now becoming their their fully evolved selves. Mm -hmm. There's no possible way this ends well. Like I really oh, feel really? like this is going to have repercussions that we're not thinking about. Like we like Saru, right? But even Saru, like the to me the very best scene in the episode, and it was so well shot and so well staged, where Saru was challenging Pike mm -hmm. about what he was and was not going to do. That's true. And the way it unfolded, and 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 the the cast was wonderful and i love the did work. you see you see the one bull who got up he's like you step you step into the captain bro right you step right. into the captain bro and i don't like he was almost like the he was almost like the old piano player in the westerns <laughs> like he was getting up and closing his piano like uh-oh time to go no see i didn't see him like that oh you thought he was no he, he, he was ready to spring into action yeah yeah see the old piano player he 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 runs right he right. leaves no bull was getting up like yo man why are you getting all swollen the chest but it was it 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 was such a great scene. It was so well again oh, yeah. staged and put together. It was. There's no way this is not going to be a factor yeah. moving forward. Yeah. So what I'm hoping is that two years from now, when the Kelpians have murdered all the Ba'u <laughs> and taken their technology, and now they they've launched into space, and this is the reason we don't talk about Kelpians anymore. Mm-hmm. I hope we look back to this episode. Well, you know, I can actually totally see that because in much the same way as the history of Star Trek, especially TNG and Deep Space Nine, you know, coincides with the history and reformation of the Klingons. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Kelpians be, are their story becomes the the aka klingon story of discovery right because in much the same way that you said you said how um saru you know was totally feeling himself you know yeah. like even just the, the momentary you know forgetfulness of his place when Pike comes onto the bridge and he's sitting right. there in the, and he doesn't get up out the chair that's you know? right just just that Imagine all of that being awakened throughout an entire civilization. Exactly. I could I could see that, you know, you've exactly. got younger people, you've got older people. Um, I can definitely see that uh like us returning to this yeah. or or like finding the Kelpians like later, they the you know, they, 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 they They've traveled off of, right. you know, Kaminar. And Saru's sister said it. You know, our parents went through this culling thinking that this, and now you're telling me that that's all a lie? Yeah. So you multiply that by an entire species mm -hmm. that can now shoot crazy needles out their head. Yeah. And they have super strength. And they made a point of saying in this episode, the only advantage the Ba'ul have is this technology. Yep. But, yep. you know. Anyone can get technology. Amen. But I like the episode a lot. I like the episode a lot. Something else that I'm really starting to like, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're doing it deliberately. Mm -hmm. Back to that scene, one of the reasons I like the scene was because everyone sensed how tense the moment was and how the energy in the room was changing. But there was a bit of Pike, and, and we talked about this last week, and they 
underline it in this episode with the scene with with Pike and Ash, where Pike isn't really that well suited for this type of atmosphere, like this adversarial, this this this, this kind of aggressive. Mm-hmm. atmosphere whereas the rest of the bridge crew and I'm going to buy your reading about the the crewman who stood up as ash said this is a crew that has been through war yeah this is a crew that has seen things right and and, and you know my ongoing joke about pike in his hair and and you know he's, <laughs> he's I mean going to leave his man alone I mean he he actually it's it's wonderful casting because yeah. he actually looks like the white guy they would have cast in 1968 okay. and put in charge. Okay. But this is not that crew. Right. And this is not that ship. And these are not those situations. Mm-hmm. So that Pike is in a lot of ways out of place in this world. Like he is an enterprise man. And what I was thinking, quote unquote, enterprise, right? Quote unquote. And what I was thinking is we talk about Kirk and how Kirk is like this ultimate captain. But in a lot of ways, what made Kirk such a great captain of the enterprise was he was not a by the books guy. Right. And, you know, what I thought is, you know, like the great Kirk story in his training is the Kobayashi Mari. He cheats Mm -hmm. because he says, I will not buy. A, a, a losing situation. Like, I just... You, yeah, you can't... I won't accept it. But Pike... Oh, Pike took it. And right. then Pike learned from it. Right. And said this is really good. Because the other thing you get about Pike, I suspect Pike was the star quarterback and probably also the valedictorian. So, you know, Pike is... I mean, he's, he's a gentleman's gentleman. He's an officer. Okay. And I like the underlying tension between Pike... Along those lines. Yes. And the rest of the crew. Yeah, I dig that too. I dig that too. Sinnoh dig Ash. I, I, I want somebody to do something with Ash. This was the first episode put, put that... A, like a torpedo tube it, or something. But I like Ash as this scarred and broken piece that Starfleet has found a place for in set. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I still I don't like that. Ash... And I still don't like Section 31 just sort of walking around. Like, I'm going to go ahead and, and ride with you that by the time we start talking about it in Deep Space Nine, it's been forgotten. Mm-hmm. But I get Ash in Section 31. No, I get him in, in Section 31. Maybe it's, maybe it's Shazad Latif I'm just not digging. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not digging the actor. He, he, just, he just doesn't do any for, anything for me. I love that we got a name for the robotic. I know. Uh, Arim. Arium. Yeah. Arium. I, lo- I love that. I said, all right. All right. Slowly hey, Arium, can you find? Got it. <laughs> slowly but surely. Can you send it over? Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, slowly but surely. The cast is filling out. Dig it. I dug it. Um, The other thing in the, the um, synopsis from Wikipedia doesn't mention it. You check in with Dr. Colbert. Yeah. And his return. Yeah. And it makes sense that he is... Uh, he's not he's not cool yeah because he went through some stuff and yeah. like they said he was basically recreated right you know that's that's got a, a, a lot to deal with I, yeah. I, so I like that they're showing that I, I I have a funny feeling like as the Saru story has ended I think the next couple of episodes are probably going to be investigating that right a little bit more right. 
My question, though, if they recreated him, they say they recreated him like near perfect. Right, right. So much so that Basically they were cloned a body. Right. Because he has no scars and no. Right, no scars. So if you recreated him, then why did you give him salt and pepper hair? Maybe they recreated him and aged him. Well, I think he may have had salt and pepper hair. Yeah. But if you were perfecting him, wouldn't your the hair follicles be at their youth? I, I, look, I just assume they aged him. And, and they, you know, regardless of how perfect he is when he's whatever age he is. Maybe it's me just looking for a cure for gray hair. Yeah, maybe it's you looking for a <laughs> cure. Yeah. I still maintain I'd need him to tell Burnham where he gets his hair cut. Yeah. I'm going to stick to that. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that alone. I'm not. That's the hill I'm dying on until they give her a better wig or let her have her own hair. I'm leaving that alone. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stop fixating on her hair, um, because it, regardless of that, she's doing yeoman work on this show. Oh, she's fantastic. She is still very much the linchpin of this show. There was another. It was a small little thing that I liked when Saru leaves the bridge after the confrontation with Pike. Yes, right. And then he opened the. He goes into the, tor- the uh, I guess torti- per- torpedo tube or whatever mm-hmm. the elevator. Yes. And it opens up on another floor. Yes. I like that little brief, you know, uh, scene of what happens on the lower decks during Red Alert. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just something just something about that. And I'm sure they've had it on other ships before. Right. Maybe I just didn't notice. Right. And, and, and I would imagine if I didn't notice before is because while it may have been happening before, the characters are maybe still talking, so you're still focusing on them sure. and not the surroundings. But because he was silent and just taking everything in, and right. you know, you saw him going through his machinations in his head. I really like just you know, like hearing everybody. Some people were running because they probably had battle stations to go to. Oh yeah. Some people were kind of like chilling because it's like, oh, we gotta go get that last drink. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, so, but I just like that little image. Yeah, it's some people who make orders or, or give orders, and then there are some people who execute those orders. Right. And right. we, you know, the nature of the show, we spend the vast majority of our time with the people who give orders. Right. So you don't see the running around. You don't see the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know at least one of the shows that is in development is going to be about crewmen. Uh, so hopefully we see more of that. Yeah, what's the th- what's this? Th- they're developing like it's uh, like four or five of them. Because I know they're developing in, in Picard. St- yeah, there's well, yeah, well, well, right. it's not called Picard, but it's right, right. Picard show, um, our girl show, Georgia, you know, the Section Thirty One show. She's get- oh my god. Yeah, I mean you knew that. Yeah, that, they, they don't need to do it. Yeah, there's an there's an an animated show in development. I'm down for an animated yeah, show. Yeah, so you know. I'm and down for and an the animated show. show might be the one that is about the lower decks. Because there's also one that's supposed to be a little light. Like they're not using the word comedy, mm-hmm. but they're saying it's a little light in tone. Mm-hmm. And that might be about the lower decks too. But but we've got lower decks coming. I'm down for an animated show. Yeah. I'm down for some good animated Star Trek. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm hoping that they're at the point where they're letting some creators spitball and do some funky stuff. Well, I think they are, man. I mean, it's it's a whole new... Like, the people that are working on this, on Discovery, are this is not your 
TNG DS9 Voyager Enterprise crew. Right. It's all new top to bottom. Right. You know, so it's whole different sensibilities. And, you know, like we talked about a few weeks ago, now that the Kelvin universe start movie Star Trek has pretty much been shelved. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think maybe that gives a little bit more heft mm-hmm. to these televised projects. Yeah. So, uh, Red Angel, I'm, I'm, are, we, are we assuming that that's Burnham in the suit? Time traveling. Really? Oh, you didn't get that? That's what I got immediately. How did you get that? Because it's, she's in a space suit? All right. Oh, man. What am I missing now, man? All right. I'm going to have to go old school nerd. Okay. You ready? You love this. I know you love this. You though. ready for the deep dive? I'm, 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 I've got my, uh, I got my uh, snorkel suit. I always, as soon as they said the tachyon stuff, I thought it was some time travel, but then they tipped their hand with the title of this episode. The Sounds of Thunder. Sounds of Thunder, the name of a famous Ray Bradbury short story. Oh, really? About a time-traveling big game hunter. And the Sounds of Thunder is because he went back in time and was hunting dinosaurs. Oh. So as soon as he said Sounds of Thunder, I said, oh, yeah, this is some time travel stuff. And then they said it in there, and then they talked about the advanced technology, and then they said it was a woman in the suit. When I, did they say it was a woman in the suit? I thought that's what um, Saru said. He said it looked like a, a female in the suit. I'm, well, it just looked He's, like a woman. He said he said it would look like a humanoid. A humanoid. And then when they showed it, it looked like a woman's body. Okay. It was softer featured. Yeah. I I, so I'm assuming, but I just assumed that that just was, it was still slightly amorphous. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's um, Burnham in the suit from the future. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I don't, I, I, I guess it could be. I don't know. I, I mean, I know it's not Spock. No, it's not Spock. It's not Spock. But Spock's been seeing it since he was a kid. And he saved Burnham. And it saved That was the Burnham. first thing he did. Mm-hmm. I think it's Burnham in the suit. Mm. Maybe. The, the, the funny thing is, is that the whole time that he, like, you see Saru see the image, mm-hmm. the first, you know, the first thing that hit me? What? It's like, oh, man, this is some Jack Kirby. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look. It, I felt like I felt I got hit with Jack Kirby storytelling Look, right there. Jack Kirby storytelling, like I said, the title of this thing is a Ray Bradbury short story. There have been homages, if you will, to mm. Alien. Yeah, in yeah. like four, like like damn near every episode this season. There's been something that looks like it's out of Alien. Like these are like like these like like the geek bona fides are all over this thing. Mm-hmm. So. What do you think about the, the the design of the Ba'u? Well, speaking of alien, right? Uh, again, back to my first statement that I I think I hope that I love this episode two years from now. Like it was so over the top evil looking mm-hmm. that I'm hoping that we're about to get a classic Trek reversal where you can't judge something by, by the co- way by yeah. the way it looks, right? But I love the design. Well, I like that too because you it's already like you said, you can't trust it because you see that, you know, icky, you know, slow, gross looking form. Right. And yet you at the same time you you're seeing discovering that you're also discovering that they used to be the the hunted. Right. So you're like, 
Oh, so like they really only were just defending themselves. Again, something that played out already with the uh with the spore drives mm-hmm. with the things that you thought you there know, you go you thought see now your stuff is coming out now your stuff is coming out so it's a theme yes it's a theme yes. it's all about perspective yeah. oh, that's some good stuff man. so like i said a year from now i hope i love this episode yeah because i'll say that's when it started and then there was foreshadowing and this that and the other I'm digging it. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you wascally little discovery guys. I know. I'm liking what you're doing. I know. Mm. Mm. It's good stuff. All right. Anything else you want to talk about on discovery? I mean, we go to Vulcan next week. I, I you know, I, so I, you I, look at the, I don't, I, I oh, turn, I'm sorry. No, I never, no, I, no. She says in the episode. Well, she no, says no, it at no. the very end. Well, I know, but like I you don't. Know, but I'm not, I so I know that. Right. I'm just assuming they're going to Vulcan next episode. Yeah. I, I don't look at the next. I will say this. You said this is the sixth episode. Yes. I'm glad I'm not looking for Spock because boy, they have teased, they teased the, the hell out of them. Boy, they have teased. <laughs> There's no way that I thought six episodes in we wouldn't have seen Spock. I know. But I'm happy about it. I'm happy about I it, I think too. it's coming to an end, though. Well, yeah. Well, I think by episode uh, eight, which, right. which if we're assuming that they're doing 16 again. Right. It's probably like the mid-season point. And just to finish my Pike thought, I think my view of Pike as the quarterback valedictorian golden boy makes what eventually happens to him even more tragic. As like far as we canonically. Know, right. We know how this story is going to end. Well, that's true, because it does give you more of an appreciation for that right. character, which then makes his ultimate, you know, what happens. Right. Yeah, 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 because you feel for him, like, if fans of TOS, the original series, you feel for him, you're like, oh, man, that's, that's messed up. Right. But now, you'll be like, oh, man. Right, like, we got to know him, and, and you know, and I'm calling, you know, it's, it's like the, the, the thing about the valedictorian captain of the football team guy. Like, it could go either way. Like, sometimes that guy's a jerk. Right. But sometimes he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Because nothing has ever gone wrong in his life, and he's, like, a great guy. You know what this is? And it looks like they're doing that. Like, it seems like Pike is a really good guy. See, but here's the the messed up part. They're doing it with the whole series. This, This might as well be Star Trek... Colon, Star Trek Discovery colon Rogue One. Right. Because you're loving all these people and who knows what's going to happen. And who knows what's going to happen. <sighs> See, now you just bum me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it adds a, a layer it does. to it, it that, does. That, that makes it better for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good stuff y'all got going on there on the CBS All Access, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Y'all, I, I'm telling you, uh, let me ask you this question. Okay. A season and roughly a half in. Yes. Is Star Trek Discovery worth subscribing to CBS All Access? By itself? Yes. For Star Trek fans or just like just as a quality show? I'm just asking you in general. Is this enough to get you to... Would this be enough to As get a you Star to Trek fan, yes. As just somebody who kind of watches... Like if this was Doctor Who... Mm-hmm. And it's the same level of quality. Yes. But like I'm not a who guy. Right. It wouldn't be enough. Okay. But I think if you are a Star Trek fan, 
I th- I think this is very much worth it. Yeah. And, and and certainly when you think about well, you said by itself, but then mm-hmm. you know you think about everything else that you have access to, Star Trekky. True. You, you know, I I absolutely think it's worth it. Uh, we didn't get into any emails or responses this week, ladies and gentlemen. I promise we will do so next week. Awesome. So uh, keep them coming and email us at mission at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, as well as Instagram at Mission. And, uh, you know, tell your friends, tell your Star Trek f- friends about Spock adjacent. Because we are big time Star Trek fans and we want to talk to Star Trek fans. Like Steve Tozen, the $6 million triple. And um, his wife and all you other fantastic Star Trek fans out there. Okie dokie. He's Vince, I'm Len. And parting we say, peace and long life.